Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're storming the castle. Inconceivable! So call the Brute Squad. And prepare to die. Because today we're bringing you the Princess Bride. The Princess Bride was released on September 25th, 1987. That was 11,409 days ago. I was watching this whole movie thinking to myself, what year did this come out? I had no idea. Yeah, 1987, apparently. I couldn't have told you exactly. I knew it was before 99 because that's like when I watched it and it was already old by then. I knew that it was Andre the Giant era. And I could not have told you when Andre the Giant was alive, but I could have told you that it was during wrestling. Wrestling's only so old. Right. Yeah. Wrestling, I think, was an 80s thing. Yeah. Vince McMahon is still alive. Right. Right. Anyway, it cost a whopping $16 million. Was that an aglet budget? A shoestring budget? That's an aglet An aglet budget? Okay. It looked inexpensive. It did. And that, I think, was the point. I recently got on Black Friday a new television for my house, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Like a brand new Samsung QLED 58 inch good TV, right? I have not figured. Yeah, I have not figured out the refresh rate on it yet because some of these movies we watched for the show, like Miracle, was bad. Really? Oh yeah, it got soap opera hard. Oh, that's not good. Oh, it looked like an episode of Young and the Restless. My mom was always a uh, uh, Days of Our Lives. I I think it was Days of Our Lives that because when I worked in Williamsburg, uh, the person that like our office manager would just turn on. I think it was CBS every morning. Mm-hmm. And so we would watch like whatever, let's make a deal, whatever Wayne Brady is on. And then Drew Carey on The Price is Right. And then like three freaking hours of Days of Our Lives. That's the good good, Ethan. And it's like, I did not, I had heard the theme music from Days of Our Lives in like commercials and movies and jokes and stuff. And then I heard it for real and I was like, I recognize this. Wait, this is from a soap opera. You watch this every day for like a few years. Are you caught up? No, no. It was only, it was only a few months. Oh, okay. I moved to Williamsburg in January and then I left in August. It's like over half a year. Over half a year, yeah. No, I'm not caught up. Uh, It's been on the air since like 57. Yeah, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Anyway, $16 million aglet budget made $30.9 million worldwide, which is not a ton. Um, It got a 97% on... Rotten Tomatoes for a critic score and a 94 for an audience score and a 77 on Metacritic. I think this is what we would refer to officially as a cult classic. I don't know. This is a cult classic. Rocky Horror is a cult classic. No, but like this is a movie that everybody loves. It is clearly like beloved by all. Yeah, so it's not a cult. No, but it's not. It wasn't popular. Yeah, but like Rocky Horror is a cult. I mean, for sure, but it wasn't... People say that about, like, Fight Club and Donnie Darko. Yeah, but those are cult classics. Those are for college freshmen. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what you would call this. There's some term that I'm searching for out there. For, like, a movie that kind of flopped at the box office, but did really well once, like, VHS came into play. Yeah, once it got the digital release. Or the digital like, release was in 99, so I don't know. Like, home video. Home theater, yeah. Yeah. I, one of the things I love about this movie, more than most movies, and you might... I might say this, and you'd be like, excuse you? But other than, like, Wallace Shawn... Robin Wright and Andre the Giant. There is nobody in this movie. Okay, excuse you. First of all, Carrie Elways is a certified hunk sickle. In this movie, 
Yeah, he's also Robin Hood in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, yeah, I've never seen Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, dude, it's like Spaceballs for Robin Hood. Okay, that's not like a movie then. No, but like, he, he's Carrie Elways, man. He's like the guy. He's been in a bunch of stuff. And you know Robin Wright from House of Cards. Yeah, but also, that's somebody. So I've never had this problem before. Uh, oh, also Mandy Patinkin is uh, like a super famous actor. Is he really? Yeah. I would not have he's known a song. That. He was a Broadway guy first. He was a song and dance guy. Um, But yeah, he played Inigo Montoya. Anyway, um, I guess I never had this problem before where I, I've I've spaced out my time between watching Toy Story and watching The Princess Bride enough that I never had a problem with this. But this time I watched The Princess Bride and every time Wallace Shawn spoke, all I could hear was Rex. Really? I mean, obviously it. that's the voice. Like my, my brain like... was like implanting a giant plastic green dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> that like that would have totally fit in the film though. Oh, for sure. But I could just see like any second I was expecting to be like, we gotta defeat Zerg. <laughs> Oh man, he's been in some good films. He was also in uh uh oh god, what was the show he did? Gossip Girl? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure it was in Gossip Girl. No clue. Anyway, I love this movie. Everyone loves this movie. If you listener are listening to this episode right now and you haven't seen this movie, go do that. It's like 97 minutes long. It's a classic. It's got a 97% for a reason. It's Mo- extremely good. It was rated by us with Sam Borman. Shout out Sam Borman on Twitter. Uh as the most quotable film of all time. Well, Sam picked it as the most quotable film, yeah. Yeah. And he's got a point. Like, there's a lot of... Anybody want to be... Right, it's a very one-linery movie. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just it's just a classic. It's 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 like Monty Python, but a little more corporate. It is. That's definitely how it feels. It's it, like, like if you it's took Monty a... Python and the Holy Grail and made a real movie out of it. Yeah. I will say, th- like, I love this movie for a lot of the reasons that it doesn't work. Like, obviously, it works. The story connects and everything. But it's like oh. a bad movie. Oh, like, yeah. Like, it purposely makes mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it sort of, you know, lives in those mistakes. I will say there were a few shots in the film. I thought the practical effects were all really, really good for the most part. I mean, like, when they get stabbed at the end, uh, Inigo Montoya, and he's, like, covered in blood. I'm like, okay, well, that's yeah. You thought stabbing works. You thought the road of unusual size was a great practical effect no i did not <laughs> um no the practical effects were very campy and everything but there was a scene that was meant to be campy and ends campy I, you can tell that in the way films are shot today i thought it actually came out looking like a scene from a completely different movie it was when Anigo montoya gets on his knees and he's asking his dad to guide him to yeah. to, the, <laughs> to the man in black yeah and like the camera pans from underneath him and it gets the light in the right shot and everything looks so good i was like what on earth is going on this is an amazing shot i know i know and, and, and obviously that was constructed to be like it was thought out like that like right that they're like okay we're gonna get this one really serious moment we're gonna do this shot right right and then is you know his sword like bends when it hits the tree (laughs) (laughs) yeah the the sword made for the six-fingered man yes yes yes, oh man oh it's such a good it's such a good movie it's hysterical it's very easily watchable um we got some professional reviews at least i do i'm sure you can come up with one real quick yeah so um i have a negative review from jeff with a G, so I already don't trust him. Jeff with a G, Andrew, from Time Out, who says... Oh, you mean like Joff? Yeah, like Gelf. Uh, Interesting. He says, the leads are vacuous, the absurdities sometimes forced and obvious. Yeah. That's the point. That's the point. That's entirely the point. Well, this is 90% of ne- the movies that we watch that, that have these high ratings. That's all the negative reviews are, is just some dude who didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, he watched it and was like, wait, this is... Wait a minute. What is the hype? Am I missing something? Right, right. It's like, like the, the dad that like goes... everybody else in the world got together and was like, okay, this is a good, this is a fun movie. We're going to forgive the whole thing and we're going to laugh at it. And this dude wasn't invited to that party. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Um, it's a, there's a meme going around right now where there's like a dad who uh, left like a one star review for a, an ice skating rink because it was cold and his daughter doesn't like to be cold. Right. <laughs> what do you think they make ice out of? Right. Like I just uh, I just heard this new podcast the other day. Um, actually, it's from the one of the people that makes and that's why we drink. Uh, the one that we don't know. Uh, and and they have her and her brother have a new podcast called Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet, where they read one star Amazon reviews. Oh, that sounds like fun. It's hysterical. <laughs> they just do like overly dramatic and like review ra- and rank one star Amazon reviews. That sounds like fun. It is fun. Uh, Big shout out to Beach Too Sandy. Water too wet. <laughs> That's what this is. That's what this is. That's what all these reviews are. Is some dude on Rotten Tomatoes going, well, I didn't get it at all. Right. Nobody should get it. Inconceivable. Well, I've got a really good positive review here. It says, uh, regardless of its flaws, Fortnite is a seriously fun co-op experience that most of all will want to spend hours playing. There's plenty of content. The gunplay is satisfying and it runs well on the hardware as long as you're comfortable playing at 30 FPS. I would love to see models added to the first person viewpoint in the future, but even without that, you're still left with an impressive and expansive game comparable to the horde mode from gears of war that i've always loved based on this alone i'd say fortnite is well worth your time (laughs) (laughs) i think that says it all doesn't it absolutely that comes from icxm america's all about speed hot nasty bad (laughs) Speed, Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> no, seriously, you don't have to throw uh, throw a stick far to get a positive review on this film. Um, let me see if I can pull up a real one real quick. Well, I found two negative reviews, so there's presumably at least 194 positive reviews. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot. There are nope, a lot. didn't do that math right. That math is too complicated. Never mind. As you watch this enchanting fantasy, feel free to be thrilled or to giggle as you wish. Richard Corliss. Time Magazine. Perfect. January, June 28th, Perfect. 2013. Oh, I guess we should mention why we're doing this movie. Oh, yeah. This one was picked by you, the Yokes. Now, this vote was done, and all votes in the future, until we change our mind, will be done in our private Facebook group. It's only private because we don't want it to just be flooded. But if you click join, I cannot imagine a reason you wouldn't be allowed to join. It's also private because there's no other way to do it. Yeah, there's really no other way to do it. But it's a really cool group. People are so nice. Yeah, it is a really cool group. Anyway, so we got... Hang on. Uh, Let's see. Let's go to Facebook. I gotta find the... I want to find the poll real quick. I've got it right here. I don't. So... Whoa! So it came down to between The Princess Bride, The Greatest Showman, Kingsman, The Secret Service, and The Prestige. In that order, Princess Bride getting uh, 49 votes and uh, Greatest Showman coming in just under that at 41. Kingsman with 20, The Prestige at 14. Makes me sad, but... Makes me sad because I would like to do Kingsman and The Prestige. But you know what? It's our show. This is the listener's choice, but all the rest of them are our choice. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so we picked this, and I know it was to the disappointment of a lot of people. Um, and we we can at some point in the year just because I know a lot of people really want to see The Greatest Showman. I'll give in. We can go ahead and review The Greatest Showman at some what? point during the year. Oh, my um, God. I'm not going to, like, bend the schedule around it. But oh my if we've God. got gonna, a down week, you're going to put up a circus tent pole around that one. I hope to God I never have to tent pole anything around that thing. I'll be honest with you. Here's I just want to give a little two cents on Greatest Showman while, we're, while you've brought it up. It has been confirmed going to Broadway, and I think that is a bad thing. Not because I don't like the show, because I think it, it's a dazzling show, and I think it's going to be very pretty to see on Broadway. But P.T. Barnum is not someone we should be celebrating. Yeah, that's 99% <laughs> of my problem with the movie, is that it came out in the same year that we can 
canceled Barnum and Bailey's The Circus. Right. That like it was the same year, the same year that they went out of business because of their cruelty. Right. Why are we, mm, this movie makes me mad? Anyway, a lot of people want to see Princess us do it. Princess Bride. A lot of people want to see us do it. We'll do it at some point. I can't promise that I'm going to be nice to it. And that's been a lot of my hesitation toward doing it in the first place. But anyway, we're here to talk about the Princess Bride because that was the one that won, and that was probably the one that should have won out of those four. Yeah. Just I think objectively, it's... like based on what I know about our show. This is a very us movie. And when people suggested, I was like, we haven't already done it. I know. I, I thought for sure we had already reviewed this. I watched it not too long ago because it's in the uh, the $5 bin at Walmart. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this. And uh, we were talking about date strategies a few days ago with uh, some folks. And uh, my favorite inexpensive date is uh, uh, DiGiorno in a movie. You go to the $5 bin at Walmart and pick up a DiGiorno pizza while you're there? Well, you don't buy a DiGiorno because those are super expensive. You usually go for like a tombstone, but yeah. And you buy like a $3 bottle, $3 bottle of wine. Yeah, you get a, like a Red Baron pizza, a bottle of Oak Leaf wine, and a $5 movie. And you, you got a date for 11 bucks. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a first date option. No, this is a like weird dating Let's go on a fun yeah. date. Let's do a thing. W while we're on that subject, one thing that Kate and I did a couple times that we saw on the internet that turned out to be really fun was like, go to Target, buy a random board game, learn it. I love board games. Yeah. It's like, you know, spend under $10 on a board game. Under $10 on what board game costs under $10? All kinds of stuff. Pack cards. Buy a pack of cards for under ten bucks. You can buy four packs of cards for under ten bucks. Is that a challenge? No, I that's can buy a fact. Nine packs of cards. You you could go to Dollar General right now or Dollar Tree and buy ten packs of cards for ten dollars. Well, that whoa whoa, I'm going including tax. You can buy you can buy a four pack of bicycle standard playing cards. Like six bucks. Six bucks. What do you know? They're good cards too. Nice and smooth. Hello. Anyway, so yeah, well, like one night my name we. Is Inigo Montoya. One night we just went out and bought like a like a die. game of okay. <laughs> one night we just went out and bought like a game of Boggle and played Boggle all night. Oh, how do you play Boggle? It's like uh, it's it's like the, the like you like dice with letters on them and you, make you, words? you like roll yeah you roll out the dice or whatever you flip the thing up and and, and all the dice land on letters and you have to make words out of it. Oh, I love board games. We could do a whole podcast on Tyler and Ethan and Katie and Emily play board games with microphones. Play board games with microphones. We would need to invest in some microphones. We would need at least two more. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe like a soundboard. We would need so a lot maybe, of things. We would need four microphones and a soundboard. <laughs> yeah. And a computer, a laptop with a processor that could survive my downstairs. Because we're doing game night at Tyson. Game night! Game no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Um... What is your favorite quote from this movie, Ethan? Favorite quote? There has to be one. You can't have more than one, okay? Oh, God. That's a big one. That's a big question. Is it? Yeah. It's a big question. Can I tell you something about this? Yeah. I know me personally. I've seen this movie probably only three times, honestly. It's super quotable. I love it. I think I watched it in college, and then I watched it with Emily, and then I watched it today. Honestly. Dead serious. Okay. The, 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 the second half of the film, post post uh, the three trials, is just not as interesting. Yeah, the whole storm the castle part. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, you're, you're not much. wrong. You're not wrong. Um, I like pretty much up until they, they visit Billy Crystal. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, I don't care about the, like... I don't care about Humperdinck and all that. I, I'm more interested in the Fezzik, Zini, Inigo, uh, Wesley thing. I, I like Humperdinck during, well, I don't like him, but I like his character during when Wesley's going through the three trials, where he will just walk up like 10 minutes later and be like, he fought a Spaniard here. Right. <laughs> the most ridiculous tracking senses ever. Right. Now, favorite quote. I don't know, man. That's hard. It's a hard question. Is this the first iteration of the man in black? Uh, Maybe? I don't know if I would call him a man in black. Oh, he's the man in black. No doubt about it. You think? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's not evil. First man in black was in 1971. 
What movie? Uh, it's a song. What? It's a Johnny Cash song. Oh. Little little fun fact for you. Favorite quote. I don't know if I have a favorite quote. It's tough. It's a really funny movie. At least the first hour of it is really funny. What do you think of the kid, uh, Fred Savage? I think it's an interesting it's an interesting way to construct the narrative around it. Like the book within a book thing. How what is the book itself about? Like take the movie out of the equation. What is the book about? I don't know. I've never read it. Hmm. Might need to read it. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I like the way the movie's presented with the narrative with like the kid's sick and his grandpa's reading him uh the the book because it, it allows you to forgive some of the kind of weird moments and like the lackluster ending. Cause like it's not about Buttercup and Wesley, it's about the kid and the grandpa. Right. It's about the kid being sick. Who is the grandpa? Is he somebody yeah he was in a bunch of stuff i don't know his name he's a bunch of older movies Um, peter falk yeah yeah he's been in a bunch of stuff i tell you he nails that whole grandfather feel oh yeah for sure for sure he was columbo for like 30 years it's a detective it was a detective show oh god yeah it wasn't i've seen a couple episodes it wasn't great but that's what he was Mm -mm -mm. and he has been in a bunch of things but anyway yeah yeah so i like the kid and the grandpa i like that whole dynamic i think they both did a really good job I mean, Fred Savage is good being a kid because he's, he's a good kid. at being Fred Savage, the child. It's like an iconic role now. He looks exactly the same. Have you seen the Once Upon a Deadpool stuff? No. He's the kid in Once Upon a Deadpool. Is he? Well, I mean, he's not. He doesn't like take Julian's part. Uh, but like, yeah, the whole thing is that Deadpool straps him to the bed and ah, reads Deadpool 2 to him. I did not know that. That's like the joke. Is that coming out? Is that a real movie? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know how it works. Well, let's find out. I don't really want to see it. I don't either. But it's currently playing currently playing at our theater. But what is it? Uh, it says it's the exact synopsis of Deadpool 2. But it's PG-13. But there's Fred Savage. Yeah, it's PG-13 and Fred Savage is in it. Okay, so it's PG-13 and What it's- I'm imagining happens is he sits Fred Savage down and he reads him the story of Deadpool 2 and he cuts out all the all rated the, R elements. Yeah, all the- Okay. That could actually- Actually, that might be pretty funny. <laughs> That that has some potential. That is a that is a genuinely interesting idea. Yeah, it is. But I have a feeling uh, it's still terrible. Probably, but I'm more interested in seeing it than I was. The film was also made for a good cause with $1 from every ticket sold going to the charity Fuck Cancer. That is cool. That is cool. Well, maybe I'll have to go see it then. Maybe at least buy a ticket. <laughs> yeah, stay for 20 minutes, see what the whole thing's about, and then leave. Oh, I, I see the gimmick. Okay, that's pretty funny. All right, that is good. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this movie. We reviewed this movie. It was awful. Uh, so let's see. I love the, the trials that he goes through. Is this supposed to be... Is this supposed to mirror any other stories? It's supposed to be like, uh, like the tale of Orphaic legend or of, uh, of, uh, 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 the Odyssey or anything like that. Is it supposed to like directly mirror one of I those have stories? I have no idea. You don't know? No, I don't know. I've never really thought that hard about it. Well, cause, cause it starts and he goes through the three trials and then there's like another piece. So I wasn't sure if there was like a underlying well, story. We can find or... out. Princess no, not the princess switch. I don't want to watch the princess switch. I've been told it was terrible. The princess switch? Yeah. I can imagine that's very good. I've also been told Welcome to Marwin is terrible. I'm surprised. I'm honestly shocked. I know. I had high, high hopes. I thought that was going to end up being like an award-winning film. I was. I thought it was a shoe-in for at least a Best Picture nom. Nope. Coming uh, this late in the year, movie like that, Zemeckis. Steve Carell. Yeah. Thought for sure. But no. Uh, no. Not a thing. Nope. Turns out it's terrible. 17% Rotten Tomato score. 17. That's so sad. I, I almost want to see it to see if it's if it's like a pacing problem or like what went wrong. 
it's gotta have some kind of issue. Because from from the trailers, it looked like it had the potential to be the saddest movie ever made about not a dog. Yeah, yeah, about dolls. Well, I don't know, Toy Story 3, but. um, I don't know what The Princess Bride's based on. I'm sure there's some kind of story that I'm not. Well, it's based on the book, The Princess Bride. Well, yeah, Bride. no, I know that, but like. I just wasn't sure if that book was like an obvious ripoff of some great epic. That's what I, I don't know. Because I, I could not tell you the story of the Odyssey off the top of my head. I could at one point. I know that there's a, uh, at some point, there is a, uh, what's Cyclops. I know there's a Cyclops. Yeah, and a Siren. Mm-hmm. But mostly that's from O Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah, almost everything I know about the Odyssey is from O Brother Where Art Thou at this point. Yeah. I did have to read the, it. I did not have to read it. That's the version of the tale that I care most about. I had to read it in English class in seventh grade. Seventh grade? You read the Odyssey? Yeah. With who? Miss Sumner. Golly day. Yeah, I saw Miss Price grade. the other day. Did you ever have Miss Price? No. I saw her the other day. Miss Sumner. I had uh, uh, Miss Hogan, I think, in seventh grade, and I loved her. Yeah, I had Miss Sumner because that was back when I was still in smart kid English. Think about that, Ethan. Would you tell a 13-year-old to read the Odyssey? Yeah. You think that's about the age when like it would make the most sense? No, I mean, it's just... An adventure book. Isn't that like really hard to read? No, well, we re- didn't read it in like the original poem format. You didn't translate it from Latin? No, we read it as like a novel. There's like a novelization. Oh, was it good? I mean, it's Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I like that. It's the same story. It's just about Odysseus. Instead of uh, Ulysses oh. Everett McGill. Ulysses. <laughs> Princess Bride. I think this movie's brilliant. Why is it brilliant? Tell me about that. I think because it breaks all the rules in the right way. It knows it's a silly movie. It looks like it was a ton of fun to make. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it does tell a good story. It does suck you in. Like every time they get, bring you back to Fred Savage, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you gotta stop this. Whoa, what, what happens next? What happens next? Come on. Which is the same thing Fred Savage is saying. Yeah. He's like, but Grandpa, how is that possible? Tell me that she ends up with him. So Humberding really doesn't die. Yeah, Wesley leaves him alive. I think all the lines in this movie are hilarious, too. I love how smart Wesley is. Yeah, he just, he's got the the answers. He knows what's going on. You know, he can out, he he outduels the Spaniard. He outstrengths the the giant, and he outsmarts Vizzini. Vizzini, here's my complaint. Vizzini wasn't that smart. No. So, like, the trick of wit is really just physical preparation. Right. You're like, he's never going to be poisoned anyway. He could. Could have outwitted Vizzini. You think so? Yeah. Well, Vizzini didn't know what he was doing. Right. That's the problem. I feel like he was I mean, just I guess like, well, the, I obviously can't flaw. drink the glass in front of me because a coward would poison the glass in front of me. And obviously can't drink the glass in front of you. So you made your decision. Of then. course not. <laughs> yeah. And he's just supposed to be the smart guy and uh, he's not, but he's the leader. He's the de facto leader. Right. Because he seems the one like, with, like the one with the plan. Like Fezzik doesn't have a plan. He's the brute squad. They're, they're neither of them. So here's the thing. He's not the, the smart one. He's the one with money. He's the leader. Yeah. Yeah, he's the... Because the other two are hired guns. Yeah. They're not like, you know, they're not following him because they believe in his his program or anything because they both are like, I don't even want to fight you, but right. I'm getting paid to, so sorry. Right. And that's why Wesley leaves them both alive. Right. He has no problem killing Vizzini. You've committed one of the great follies, the most notable of which never get involved in a land war in Asia. <laughs> <laughs> only second most well-known, never going against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Oh my gosh. And he just, he just, he just keels over. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Thunk. Oh, so good. I think uh, the other thing that's frustrating, the man in black is so obviously Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like, she can see his eyes. <laughs> She's like, she talks on and on about his eyes, like these beautiful eyes. And I'm like, they're right. You're staring at him. You're looking at him. And then him. he falls down the hill and it's just like, as you wish. <laughs> 
my dearest Wesley. And now you figure it out. I think what's funny about uh, the Wesley thing, he says a few things to the princess that I was like, are you sure you love him? I mean, obviously love whoever you love, but like he almost just smacked me. Well, he is a pirate. Where I come from, yeah. um, women get smacked for that type of language. Also, I love um when Wesley finally gets got because he, he's outsmarted the, you know, he, he beat the Spaniard, he, he beat the giant, he beat Vizzini, he figured out the, the lightning sand and everything and then he's just like rodents of unusual size I don't think they exist Mwah! it's it's immediate gratification on that line rodents of unusual size was a joke that was lost on me the entire time we played Borderlands really yep oh I never once got that that was not lost on me I should have gotten that because I'd seen this I my, my mom always talks about a story with this movie where I, I was like three years old maybe less like two years old not not able to even know what's going on on the television right and uh, my my mom and I are watching this movie and I guess I'm like playing with stuff on the floor and dad walks in and is just like, why are you letting him watch this movie? Those huge rats. He's gonna be terrified. <laughs> Mom's like, he's not even looking at the television. Were you terrified? No, I've never been terrified of the huge rats. No, because they don't look real. I will say I've been terrified by the, uh, uh, are you familiar with the, uh, monkeys? What monkeys? You know what monkeys I'm talking about. No. The flying monkeys from, uh, oh, from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Those are creepy. Yeah. Those are horrible. even like, I can't do that math. 39, 89 years later. Creepy. Yeah, creepy. Stop moving. Please tell me. Don't put your arms back down. Okay. What is going on? Oh, God. <laughs> what are you doing? Was, okay, I think I can. <laughs> can I move now? Move. No, 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 definitely not. Hey, <laughs> okay. Stay right where I am. There you go. You're good. Okay, now you can move. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? You'll see. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> And this has been Mouth Doodling with Tyler. Was that somewhere in the between or whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where Always. did you post whatever that was? Selfie. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Putting your arms up. How dare you? <laughs> oh, for, for the yokes that can't see, which is every single one of you. Uh, oh, you're going to leave that in? <laughs> what? You're going to leave that in? <laughs> Yeah. It's, All right. What? Maybe. I don't know. I give myself the opportunity. I'm gonna okay. leave your song in. Oh no. <laughs> uh, Tyler just like stuck my Skype window on top of Steve Carell in the ad for Welcome to Marwin. It looks great. It it lines up perfectly. <coughs> so. Ethan, tell me, what was the first time, obviously you were just talking about watching the movie when you were like two years old, but do you have any other significant memories with this film? Uh, no, I mean, it's just like one of those movies that anytime it was on, it was on the TV. Like, I've seen, I've seen the whole thing a bunch, I've seen parts of it a bunch, like, it's just, it's always on. I've seen the beginning a few more times than I've seen the rest of it. Uh, do you have any storybook stories from your youth, from your childhood? Um, how do you mean? Is that a Dharma Initiative t-shirt? It's a Keep Flying t-shirt, yeah. It's got the Dharma Initiative on it. Yeah, they're the band that does the law references oh but yeah it is yeah it says walkabout on the sleeve clever i don't like i don't like sleeve text on t-shirts but it's in right now i know it is but i'm i'm not about it that's a fad i'm not buying into you don't buy into any of the fads it's because they're fads thank you very much i'm glad you came to my ted talk <laughs> no you just got weirdly elitist about like not following trends a couple years ago because they're trendy yeah you were the trendiest person ever 
for years. Yeah, but it's about, you know, timeless fashion. Okay, okay. Okay. Facebook.com slash Tyler Carlin backslash that picture of you and the Pokemon wearing Ben's hoodie. <laughs> That's my hoodie. It's a Hurley hoodie. And it's a Jirachi. Thank you very much. Whatever. You showed up over and over again in that freaking like 3D hoodie to school. Yeah, that was that was Benjamin. That did belong to Benjamin. I didn't need to, to cull some of my old uh, Facebook photographs. Don't call that one. That one's gold. I don't think it is, It man. is. It is. Chilling I don't with, think it is. Chilling with my Rachi or whatever. Hold on. Let me, let me see if I can find it. I might have to delete it right now. Living with my... Hashtag live. live. There it is. Shut up, man. I'm totally hood. I'm gonna go ahead and edit. Uh, no. How do I delete? Don't delete it, man. It's gold. I don't even know how to delete it. It's like it is a part of your childhood. Yeah. I don't think so. It's a classic it's part of your childhood. It's gone. Why would you get rid of it? Ah, uh, there's a bunch of bad ones in there. I didn't realize. That's part I of growing up, my... dude. Like. Yeah. I guess this is growing up. That was that's how the song goes. There are a bunch of bad ones in here. But we all have those. <laughs> I can't believe you deleted that picture, man. Oh yeah. That was like a profile there's, picture, wasn't it? There's one there's one in here of me and my high school girlfriend, uh, that I remember had like four hundred comments on it. It doesn't as my profile picture, but wherever it is in like an album somewhere. Right. I remember there being like just like that was the first time that people ever at least in my life, obviously, probably not the first time in history, that people like had a conversation in the comments of my photograph. <laughs> and it was like four hundred comments long. <laughs> I feel that. I know, how, I know that feeling. <sighs> what do we say about the Princess Bride? I don't know. I want to know. Ethan, you had a wonderful Christmas, I imagine. This is pre-Christmas. I'm sure I did. This. <laughs> I can't tell you how it went. Uh, New Year's is next week. I want to know if you have any toothpaste and orange juice for me. So uh, we're going to we're gonna bring back a segment we haven't done in, a, I don't know, at least a week. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is called Toothpaste and Orange Juice. This is where Ethan and I complain about things that put a bad taste in our mouth for whatever reason uh, because people seem to like it when we complain about things how did Isn't we not right, do one of these during the grinch episode uh i don't know that would have been the, the perfect grinch time does, grinch does not put a bad taste in my mouth i can tell you that no much. but like that's such a grinchy thing to do it is it is such a grinchy thing to do um but basically what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna count down from three and then we're gonna say our thing and then we're gonna tell stories about our thing okay are you ready yep three two one cleaning people who are services. overly friendly at gas stations overly friendly people at gas stations you mean like they have people at the next pump uh to some extent but it's, it's more like a specific kind of situation it doesn't have to just be gas station, but I'm sure you have experienced this before where like you're at a gas station or somewhere kind of after hours, you know, when this happened to me, it was one or two o'clock in the morning um, and mm -hmm. I was at a sheets mm -hmm. and this dude just made starts to talking MTO. to the, I was what? MTO made to order. Yeah. Well, me, me and my bandmates were uh, standing at waiting for our food. We had just MTO'd and this dude starts wanting the, the nth degree about like everything about our lives. Yo, dude, that's so frustrating. Oh my God. And he's just like, he's sitting there like whistling drumming on the counter and he's just like what are y'all boys up to and we're like uh we just finished playing a show we're in a band oh you sang you're singers all you guys sang right we're in north carolina when this happened so. right yeah <laughs> uh, north carolina and we're like well i mean some give of us him an aussie sing. accent we play we play you know music and he's like oh what kind of music like kings of leon type stuff man they're my favorite band man i went and saw kings of leon down here over the amphitheater up in Charlie a couple years back <laughs> Man, they're one of my favorite bands ever. You heard that Sex on Fire song? Man, that song was really good on the radio. I love that song, man. And this dude just won't shut up. And I'm like, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I had been at that show for 10 hours. Like, I don't want to talk to this dude. This dude is on a different playing field than we are. Like, he doesn't... There's no way we can explain our band that's going to make any sense to him. Right, right. Yeah, like, you are you play the kind of music... It's, it's pop punk. 
Right. Which, if you know what it is, if you've been introduced to the genre, like, it makes sense. But if you haven't, it's like... So is that like Fallout Boy? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's, that's usually where yeah. I land with. Yeah. Blink-182, Fallout Boy, people. Green Day. Um, but but yeah, yeah. So it's like... And these people are all over the place. They just want to have this conversation. But it doesn't... It, sometimes you meet people that feel genuine about it. But sometimes you meet people like this guy. They're just like, you can tell he's just killing time. Right. And he he's just wants. just wants to... like He can't not be speaking. Right. Because if he talks to you, then his night will go faster. Right. He can't not be speaking. And it does. It happens the gas pump. It happens all over the place like half the time i'm at like food lion i'm trying to buy like a pack of oreos and some deli ham and the dude's just like wants to have a whole full conversation Got with me the register yeah, he's just like man friday night looking wild for you huh? and i'm like dude i needed this thing that i'm here for can you just shut up <laughs> this i'm the- this is why you're being replaced with self-checkout machines do you really so you would go to a self-checkout i would go Honestly, to a self-checkout I- anytime i am offered the opportunity i hate self-checkout i hate self-checkout i hate self checkout but i hate self-checkout less than i hate dealing with the people that work at walmart that's fair i'm almost always buying produce so i really hate self-checkout because i don't want to have to look up the thing i know you can scan most of them now but i don't want to look up the number i don't want to have to figure out am i doing this by weight or by number i don't like i just want my food man no actually that's my freaking toothpaste and orange juice is self-checkout machines okay and yes i get that i just said i always go to self-checkout machines i'm doing this to myself i want to suffer clearly but self-checkout machines man because here's how it goes you scan something and then half a millisecond later it's like please put item in the bag please put item in the bag why haven't you put the item in the bag yet why in god's name have you not put the item is in the, the bag? item in the bag and then you put the item in the bag you put it down you're like okay put item in the bag please remove unscanned item from bagging area please remove unscanned <laughs> item from bagging area and i'm like okay okay calm down self-checkout machine we can do this help is on the way 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 yeah, and it just keeps going to swipe his card it keeps going and finally finally you get to the point where we all have chip cards now right we're all familiar with the idea of chip cards right you got to insert instead of swiping yeah yeah okay okay here's how it goes you click card right you put your chip in the machine chip malfunction pull it back out chip malfunction Pull it back out. Chip malfunction. Pull it back out. Put it in one more time. And it goes, eh, 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 which is apparently the noise that happens when your card is accepted. That's when it works. That's to remind you to take the card. But half the time, you put the card in and it's like, and this is a gas pump thing more than a uh, more than a self-checkout machine thing. But you put the card in and it's like, please rapidly swipe card. Please wait. Please wait. Please wait. Do not remove card. Do not remove card. Do not remove card. Why in God's name is your card still in the machine? <laughs> remove it. Delete it. How could you ever think about having your card in the machine? What is wrong with you, you heathen? Get your card out of this machine right now. Do you get it out? Yeah, because otherwise it's going to go eh, eh. <laughs> at me again. The, uh, the the gas station by my house is, it's got a little handwritten note on the thing that says, debit not working, run as credit. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Put it in, run it as credit. Still ask for your PIN number. So it's still running yeah, as debit. Yeah, still running as credit. Or still running as debit. Debit, whatever. Yeah, and then that's so frustrating. But if you put it in, you accidentally click the debit button, then the guy from inside the building is like, hey man, just uh, just a heads up. Debit's not working. Just run, just run it as credit. <laughs> like he talks to you in the intercom. And it's like, oh, my beat, my my, my, my mistake. <laughs> I know, I see the thing now. That's my mistake. I was checking, I was checking my phone. Man, um, on the same trip to North Carolina, I was speaking to gas stations. I was filling up at a gas station, and we'll get to your toothpaste thing here real quick. But you just reminded me of this. You said handwritten notes. I stopped at this gas station, man, and. and, and 
between Roanoke and the greater Raleigh-Durham area, there is no interstate. Right. Like you're Not yet. 73. 73 is never going to happen. They've had that <laughs> future 73 corridor sign up since the 90s. Yeah. Anyway, I pull off at this rinky-dink gas station somewhere like right over the border. And I get up to the gas pump, right? And there's a handwritten sign on the gas pump that says, pump don't work. <laughs> Normally, you just put up a cone or like a bag, something you can see before you get out of your car. <laughs> Right. So I get out of my car, go to pull over the pump, and there's like a post-it note size <laughs> sign that says, pump don't work. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you, those of you who live in a city, when people talk about small towns, this is the crap they mean. Right. This is the, why do I have to deal with this? This is daily occurrences in Roanoke, Virginia. But this the is smallest the smallest big city up, in the world. If you pull up into a, into a small town with your Mazda, do they look at you like, the heck's a Mazda? Yeah, they're sitting over here like, man, I bet that guy's car beeps. He's probably got <laughs> automatic locks and automatic windows and automatic windows. Windshield wipers and automatic headlights. It's probably made in Japan. <laughs> Man, that's a that's a nice car. I'd like to have me one of them instead of old Leroy and my Chevy truck over here. Have you ever heard a, a Maserati? <laughs> what? You drive a Maserati, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then that dude that was just looking at my car pulls out in his V8 truck that has maybe three cylinders out of the appropriate eight working, <laughs> putting out more black smoke than a paper mill. <laughs> Smells worse. <laughs> Smells too. worse, too. Yeah. You drive behind that dude going 43 miles an hour in a 75 down <laughs> I 40 in North Carolina. There's one lane. There's no passing at this point. No, it's more than one lane. It's just everybody's going at normal speed in the left lane. There's so much traffic that you can't get around because somehow you got stuck behind that one dude. Oh, my God. Or you end up in the middle of some highway in North Carolina and you're following a tractor. <laughs> just all of a sudden, it just pulls out of a farm and starts moseying on down the road. He's an international harvester, Ethan. <laughs> I pulled up at a gas station one time next to a tractor. <laughs> Dude just drove oh, off the farm, down the road to the quickie stop. <laughs> Ready to go. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. All right, tell me about laundry detergent or whatever you said. <laughs> Cleaning services. Cleaning services. Cleaning services. So we had a party, uh, I guess at this point, like three weeks ago for uh, Emily's birthday because she was born on the 23rd of December. So she never gets a birthday party because it's Christmas. So for our first anniversary, I threw her a Christmas themed birthday party. I know I killed three birds with one stone, Ethan. Yeah. How many birds is that? Three. Count them. Three birds, one stone. I got her a birthday wedding cake. There you go. I got an expensive like artisan cake and put birthday candles. There, there you it. go. Sparkler birthday candles. Sparkler birthday candles. Which looked for all the world just like sparklers. Right. They did. I think sparklers probably would have worked better, if I'm honest. Uh, I think it would have been much more difficult to blow them out. It would have. And you also yeah, would have had sure. a cake covered in ash. Oh, the cake was covered in no, ash. No, no, but no. The cake, the cake, was it good? The cake had some ash on it. The cake would have been <laughs> covered in ash. Like, like black. Yeah. I've always wanted an ash ketchup cake. The cake was good. The cake was good. So, uh... I got her the cake and everything, but before the party, she knew we were having, it was a surprise birthday party, but she knew we were having a Christmas party and she ordered a company to come in and clean our house. I have never been more stressed than getting ready for a cleaning service to come clean my house because there is a delicate balance of how clean does it need to be 
when they arrive. Right, right. Now you got to clean that. It's like it's the same thing with you got to wash the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. That's exactly what I do. I I, I don't know. A lot of people don't do it. My parents dirty dishes straight into the dishwasher. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what a dishwasher is supposed to do. I get that. I cannot be that person. It like loading the dishwasher takes me 20 minutes every time. But anyway, so I had to like clean the whole house because like, are they going to do my, because I, I used to, when I was selling cars, I had a shocking number of maids that would come in and buy cars for me. And I was fascinated by the system because I knew if I ever had a maid, I would run into this same question. And most of them would be like, yeah, no, don't clean the house at all. We'll do your laundry. We'll do your dishes. We'll, we'll do everything. But I don't believe them at all. Well, I feel like at that point, it's the same with any like service that you get. Like you're better off just leaving it alone and letting the professional handle it at that point. I don't want some stranger touching my undies, Ethan. Well, then wash your own clothes. But I, but at the same time, I want a stranger to clean my clothes. Okay, then that this is this is what tears okay, me up so this inside, is, Ethan. This is this is the internal struggle. Yeah, this is an easy solution. Okay, wash my underpants. No, no, no. This is an easy solution. This is what we like to refer to as a you problem, bro. This is a me problem. This is a bad taste in my mouth. But I'm sitting there. I'm so stressed. And Emily and I like fought about this where it was like, I cleaned, I folded the, the, we have a blanket that goes over our couch. You know, yeah. this listener does not. Um, I folded the blanket. I did not vacuum the rug. I felt like that was the appropriate okay. level of okay. clean. Was that they can vacuum but I can fold the blanket. Oh yeah, if I'm if I'm hiring somebody to clean my house for me, I'm not vacuuming a thing. No, me neither. I didn't vacuum. I will not. We did leave. I will not pull out an appliance. Right. We did leave spots that like were like tests almost. I couldn't believe Emily did this. I would never have done this to somebody. But she left like baseboard spots that were like visibly dirty. Yeah. To test to see if they would wash the baseboards. Did they? Oh yeah. I'm sure they did. It's just spots. a job to them. Like right. It's like oh here's your baseboard. Clean that. I'm up. sure they don't care about my underpants. Uh, that's the thing. They I'm just sure they've seen a lot worse. <laughs> right. Like my house, it gets pretty bad. You've been in my office, which is awful. They did not clean my office, as you may have guessed. Right. Well, your, your, your office is not like particularly dirty. There's just stuff everywhere. Right. There's not a cleanable way to do this. Like, I mean, we could vacuum the floor and, and spray the couch down, but like there is not a place for all the stuff that's in here. Yeah. Well, you should find a place. You have a basement. A, I do a, a basement. mostly basement. empty basement. It is filling up astonishingly fast. Then get rid of stuff. I'm I'm a huge proponent of getting rid of stuff. We we did all of our laundry recently. We we talked about how I got a new washer here, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we ran out of hangers. I mean, that's like, definitely you. T that is definitely a, an, a real problem that people don't acknowledge. When all of your clothes are clean at the same time, you do not have them. space for them. I don't have clothes for I don't have space for all my clothes when they're dirty. Like I would look at we have like we do this thing where we'll go out and be like. Like, we're just going to start staying on top of our laundry and we'll go out and buy a nice new hamper. I don't know why this is our process. We'll go buy a nice new hamper and be like, this is our hamper now. And we've done that like five times. <laughs> so we have like five big, <laughs> nice, different hampers and I'll have four of them full and I'll be folding the clothes from the first one and run out of space in my drawers. And I'll be like, how am oh, I yeah. going to, wh where am I going to put all this stuff? In my last apartment, I had exactly enough hangers that three things needed to be dirty at any given time. <laughs> <laughs> like I, if I did all of the laundry the way I was supposed to and hung everything that was supposed to be hung up, I did not have enough hangers. I was short like three or four hangers. So there is an undisputed way to use the hanger such that it is like if you were to pull it towards you, it would come off the the hook. Correct. Correct. Oh, now that I did not realize as a freshman in college, I remember making a decision that year and putting all of my clothes on hangers and being like, I'm so frustrated. They're all different directions. So I decided to put them all hook side in or hook side out or whatever. The opposite so way. Had to like yeah the opposite so they had to like lift up go back down and then out but they did 
They were all in there. Now, the follow-up question is... See, what? here's the problem I have, though, is because I don't pull the hanger out. I just pull the thing off the hanger in the closet. Oh, I do that, too. Yeah, big time. Now, follow-up question, Ethan. Hanging your clothes, which way... So if you are looking at your shirt... Yeah. Okay, like the buttons on buttons your Oxford to the right. shirt. The hook is to the no, right? No, buttons to the right. Hook? What do you mean hook is to the right? The when hook are, is to the wall. Hook is to the wall, right. But w- before you get to the wall, you pull your clothes out of the dryer and you hang them on the shirt. Where's the hook? What? No. No, no, no. I, I, I leave the hook hanger in the closet. You never take the hanger. Usually not. No, I just wrap the shirt around the hanger. Oh my God. Buttons to the right though. What do you mean buttons to the right? I mean, but like if I'm looking at the closet, like I am perpendicular to the shirt. Oh, you have like a chest, uh, like a wardrobe though. No, like a, I have a closet. You do? Yeah. I've been in that room. I don't recall a closet. There's a closet. There's there's, I'm looking behind you. What's that behind you? That, not behind you, not directly behind you, but the black. That's thing. an armoire. Armoire. Is that not what you hang your clothes in? No, okay. that's that's like a big dresser. Okay. That does not have a, a rod. Okay. So the rod is is to your left right now. To, huh? The closet's yeah, over to there. Your, oh, you're right. No, it's right in front of you on the right. Yeah. So I'm okay. looking at the closet. Like I am perpendicular. I am parallel with the rod. Okay. Like okay. my body is parallel to the rod. See what I'm saying? Like if you if you walked straight, your forehead would hit. My the forehead rod. would hit the rod straight on. Yeah. Like more than one point of contact. Like it would it would be like this. Right. It would be like yeah. It would be like saluting. Yes. With the with the rod. Okay. So the stuff hangs at a at a, a, a 180 or a 90 degree angle to that or whatever. Right. Yeah, so, so you, buttons that way. Buttons to the right. So the opening of your Oxford shirt is on the side of your room that the door is on. No. No? The other side. It's facing the outer wall. The buttons to your shirt face the outer wall. Yes, they're to the right. Oh, the buttons are to the right. I thought you meant they were... I don't know what I thought, actually. Like, the, so if I'm looking at the shirt, the front side of the shirt is on my right, and the the back side of the shirt is on my left. Okay, so you have hook facing left, then. No, hook facing right. No, I have hook facing wall. <laughs> this is a confusing system. <laughs> Hook is facing forward. It is facing toward the left arm of the shirt. This is a complicated question. No, it's not. You're just being dumb. I'm not being dumb. This is Would very you straightforward. A, do you typically have all of your clothes folded and, and No, like, God no. I'm not an adult. <laughs> it's it's a hard part of adulting. I recently decided it was probably six months ago I decided I'm just gonna do laundry now. That's just gonna be a thing that I do all the time. And I got to the point where I was like, okay, I will take my clothes out and as they're coming out of the dryer, I will fold them and stack them on top of the dryer. And then when I'm done with the load, I'll bring the dry clothes that are folded into my room and put them in the right drawer. But it wasn't until probably last month that I decided, because what I would do is if I got a shirt that needed to be hung, I would straighten it out so that it wasn't like in a crumpled mess from the dryer. But I would just sort of like halfway fold it and set it. I wouldn't even fold it. I would just kind of drape it sideways on top of a dresser. And then I would be like, okay, Emily does the hanging clothes. And then I realized she just never did them. Right. Like it took me a long time to look at that dresser and see that there was like a mound, like, like a Mount Crumpets worth of clothes <laughs> that were neatly laying against each other that were supposed to be hung up and never hung up. So about a month ago, I decided I'm just going to start hanging the clothes too. I don't know why I wasn't doing this. Uh, so right now I have hanging clothes. I have clothes in the armoire. I have a full laundry basket of clean clothes, a small pile of dirty laundry, and then a medium-sized pile of relatively clean laundry. Now your laundry basket full of clean clothes, are those clothes folded? They're folded, yes. Okay. Do you fold them straight out of the dryer? Yes. Okay. My mother would be proud. Yeah. Um. So they just need to be taken out of the laundry basket and put into the armoire. Now, it is incredibly likely that before they ever make it to the armoire, they will just be worn. Do you wear a white undershirt every single day? No. Do you wear a white undershirt if you wear an Oxford? If I wear a white Oxford. Interesting distinction. Well, if I wear something I, that I can that you can see through. Right. Now, I was a no undershirt guy for a long time. 
I was a firm believer in, I never wore white shirts though, so it didn't matter. Uh, I was a firm believer that an undershirt was a waste and then people can't see your lovely little tuft of chest hair. Uh, and recently, probably within the past few months, I decided that uh, I sweat. I never sweat before and uh, an undershirt is valuable. I worked in very cold offices. Oh yeah, and if it's cold, I hate being cold. There's nothing in the world I hate more than being cold. Like I love snow and I love skiing and I love like the cold weather seasons and I love the cold weather fashion, but oh my God, do I hate when my feet are cold or when my hands are cold or when my bones are cold. You know what solves the feet being cold problem? VJs. I was going to say UGG driving loafers. Oh, I believe it. I've never regretted an impulse purchase less. Anyway, the Princess Bride. Did you like? Yeah. You think it's a one? Oh yeah, we never said that. It is definitely a one. You have to see this Definitely movie. Definitely a one. Yeah, 100%. You have to see this movie. This is like, this is a classic. Yeah. I want to ask you a question, Ethan, just as a curiosity about how you function and how you do work. Uh, how often do you stay up past 3 a.m.? Relatively little. When was the last time you were up past 3 a.m.? Um, The night of our bacon and eggs anniversary party. Yo, that was lit. I didn't leave your house till like 2 a.m. Really? Yeah. I'm having a hard time remembering that party. I know that we got the poster which I love. Yeah. Oh, we should order that as a postcard since we're running out of postcards. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's been times. I was up till 2.30 last night. For what? I was working on my vlog. The vlog? Yeah. Do you have like a, I'm curious about the vlog. In Jay's vlog, he's got like where he does the little like monologues in the kitchen. Do you have a spot like that yet? Have you figured that Not out? Not yet. I mean, or are you going to do that? I mean, you don't have I to. think that's it's a valuable choice. thing. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I just haven't quite figured out a spot yet. Because it's not like, like with like a YouTube set, you need to have like an interesting background. But with this, it's like, I think about this a lot just in terms of like creation. Yeah. And like the, the filmmaking process. It's like the, the background doesn't need to be the most interesting thing. Well, Jay's got that breakfast bar, yeah. which is perfect for that. Mm-hmm. I don't have a spot like that. You want a buffet? I can get you a buffet. Uh, I don't think my kitchen has room for that no there's not a, i don't think there's a single spot of wall space in your kitchen no if i recall correctly it is a galley yeah pretty much counters all the way around oh <laughs> um, yeah no i haven't quite figured that out yet i do know that my car is like the ideal vlogger's car because you can hug the the, the yeah, because <laughs> the little bendy tripod fits perfectly around the weird screen it sticks straight up out of the dashboard how dated do you think that screen is going to look now people make sure you google the interior of a mazda Miata or Mazda 3 or, or any, a Fiat any of, Spider. Yeah, any of the nice Mazda. Um, it's got a screen that pops out that's supposed to look like a, like a tablet that you like mount in the car, but it's stuck in the car. It doesn't go I'll, I'll post a picture on the Facebook group. It's got like a fat back to it. Yeah. And I remember the first time I got in one of those, I was like, man, this is like really modern and cool looking. Yeah. But like, I also thought immediately to myself about the TV in my mom's O2 town and country. And I was like, this is going to look dated really, really fast. fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that great of a screen. And it like it, the car doesn't have like Apple CarPlay. So I don't know. I, I, I don't really, I'm not crazy about that screen anymore. I, when I first got the car, I was like, yo, this is neat. This is a thing. It's the same with like the heads up display. Right. It was like, I can, I can heads up now. That's exciting. And really it's just like, okay, this is a weird thing. Right. <laughs> it's in my way. I'm trying to drive. I would much rather have just like a normal dashboard. I guess I could probably turn it off. But no, you don't want to turn it off. That's stupid. I can also only imagine that that motor has p- possibly a two-year life. What motor? The motor for the heads-up display. Oh, is it like a little... Oh, no. It, it, it folds mm. down and folds back up every time you start the car. Oh, I bet it lasts forever. I doubt it. I, as soon as I bought the car, I was like, I could see this going wrong. Um, But anyway, yeah. So I, I don't I don't have a, a spot yet. I got to figure I got to figure some things out. I'm still learning a lot about these vlog things. And I was I was lear- watching or editing last night, and I was like, these are things I need to do better. But you're learning. 
Yeah. Nobody's mad at you. People love your vlog. No, I, I and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be my harshest critic just because, like, I know I can do better. And there's definitely been parts where I'm like, I missed that shot. I forgot to, like, do the thing. Like, last week, I had a problem where I didn't close the loops. Right. You, you, that's been a recurring thing where it was like, I'm going to go fly the drone. And then... We saw like two seconds of drone footage or like, I'm going to try Carlin Brothers coffee. And we don't know how it was. Well, you were the one that told me I had too much drone footage. But that was, uh, I know that was my fault, but I mean, you were the one I, are, I had like 11 seconds of B-roll in the whole vlog and you're like, it's too much B-roll. I don't know what I thought. I, there was something that was, was not quite right, but I love the vlogs. I don't want you to think I no, don't no, love I, the No, no, I know, but like I'm, I'm <laughs> listening to people's not like constructive criticisms, trying to get better, but then like I went too hard in the other direction and like this week I recorded like too many bookends, but not things. Right. So there's, there's, it's a process. Well, they're, they're coming along very well and it's definitely like, there's a huge learning curve. And I curve enjoy making them. And I did switch to a new video editor. So that's why I was doing it like last night instead of Saturday morning. What are you using now? Adobe Premiere. What were you using before? A... A potentially stolen copy of Sony Vegas. Interesting, Sony Vegas. It was uh, it was available to me online through some precarious methods when I needed it to make videos out of our podcast. Do you remember before I realized that Podbean would just do that? Right. And so I wasn't about to pay money I didn't have just to do that. Right. Do I remember what? Nothing. I'll tell you about it later. Okay. I, I realized as soon as I started talking, I didn't want to bring it up. Okay. Um, it's nothing bad. It's just not for the podcast. Not for the podcast. Anyway, so yeah, there'll be a new vlog on Saturday, which will have happened five days ago by the time this comes out. Yeah. I keep forgetting where we are. I'm not used to being ahead. Being ahead is weird. Well, I want to ask you another question, the follow-up question, uh, just about Ethan and who he is. What is the silliest fear you have? Because I know I have a silly fear, so I'm curious, do you have any silly fears? The silliest fears? fear? Like, silliest, like, point? They're not like clowns. Okay. Clowns are just silly. Are you talking about, like, a phobia? Oh, yeah, like a phobia. I mean, I don't know. Take the question however you want to go. I'm not grading this. <laughs> I'm just asking what you mean. Because, like, I'm, I'm terrified of needles. Terrified. You have tattoos. Ter it's different. I know it's different. I don't think of a tattoo as a needle either. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why. I would, like, watch that being done. But, like, I can't get a shot. Really? Yeah. Like, when I went to the doctor not too long ago to talk about uh, the allergies that I have whenever I'm in Roanoke, and the nurse was just like, do you want to get a flu shot? And I was like, no, no, absolutely not. Nope. Get away from me. Stay away from me. I will literally kick you in the face right now. You old Flu shot helps everybody, creep. Ethan. You should get a flu shot. I don't care. I don't want a flu shot. I would rather die. I didn't get a flu I haven't gotten a flu shot in like five years. I got a flu shot one time and I got sick. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Why would I get another one? That's 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 insanity. I read it. It was something about if you get the flu shot, obviously, I'm not a scientist, nor am I like an eth ethical psychologist. Psychologist? I don't know. I don't know. But I read something somewhere that was like, if you get the flu shot and get sick, that's fine because you are less likely to spread it or something. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. I'm not a doctor. Well, I'm in a, I mean, we're going to get a hundred comments now that are like, this is how it works. Right. <laughs> this is how the flu works, idiots. I know this because uh, my girlfriend's in nursing school. She knows how the She's flu works. She's a first semester nursing school. She just finished the first semester, which to her means she knows everything about medicine. She's a medicine. doctor yeah. now. Yeah. Like, That's one of the, yeah. And, I can, huh. I, it, and she doesn't even realize she's doing it most of the time, but I can just like hear her getting upset when people say things that she deems to be incorrect. I am... 100% certain that this will pass. I hope so. This is like, a, I know the information now. Because this happened to me when I first started selling this cars. This happens to you every would... time you start a job ever. Don't even start with me. I know. It happens with the, with the with the furniture too. Where like, I will find a way to work it into every you single conversation. You are a professional Kool-Aid drinker. I'm not a professional Kool-Aid drinker. I only take jobs where I would drink the Kool-Aid. No, but then you just shove the Kool-Aid on everybody who doesn't ask for it. Listen, Ethan. Sounds like you need a counter height island. I don't have space for a counter height island.
I got this stuff or bar height. Honestly, I've got a bar height table that would go perfect in your home. Built-in storage and everything. It's just a little, just it's a go little find, cocktail I'm about table. I'm going to find a tree out in the woods that I can just wrap the thing around and go do my <laughs> wrap-ups. That would be that would be a very good spot if I'm honest. Yeah, with I you. know. I just had that idea just now. I was I was um, being serious about that. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, but still, if you need a bar height bar height table, I can hook you up. That's been the other thing with the vlog is like trying to find my voice with it. Like what you're trying to say. Yeah, no, no, not necessarily even what I'm trying to say, but just like find because there's there needs to be like segments. No, I mean you know what I mean though. I mean yeah, if that's if that's the Ethan Edgehill way. No, but like there are everybody's vlog has like a thing they like a couple things they do. Yeah, like Jonathan does his workouts and he's got the high fives. Yeah, you'll figure it that's out. That's what I'm saying. Is I've been on the look, been on the prowl. For like, what things do I do? I've been testing things out too. I think been going honestly, for some interesting you, shots. Yeah, I think it's the same with everything else. Though is like steal somebody else's idea until you make your own idea out of it. Right, for sure. Anyway, the princess bride. Wait, what's your silly fear? Oh, I'm afraid of fish. Oh yeah, I knew that. Yep, can't do, can't touch fish. It's touching fish specifically. I don't mind fish in the tank. I don't mind fish in the water. I don't even mind like fish in the ocean being near me. But if there's a fish on the end of that line, I cannot touch it. I get like hallucinations of being eaten alive by the fish. <laughs> I did not know that part. Yeah, it's it's pretty scary. It's wild. I mean, I I, I usually don't mind fish like in the ocean, but when I went when I was went on the cruise and we went snorkeling and the crew the the person that took us snorkeling was like, all right, so there might be a barracuda here. I yeah, was like, there was that a barracuda when I went. Sounds like a bad idea. I went free free diving. What's it called when you get in the water with a snorkel and no life vest? Uh, it sounds like death. I, I mean, this was at sounds like last a time great I way to die. I was it was uh going into my sophomore year of high school, so that was when I was in like my best swimmer shape ever. And we got on the boat, and apparently, like we called ahead and we said we've got four people because one person's not going, and they heard three people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like there was just a miscommunication, right? And uh, they were missing one life vest, and I was like, I don't need a life vest, so I just went free diving at Sombrero Reef off of uh, Marathon Key in Florida. And uh, there was like barracudas and giant rays and all sorts of stuff. And that didn't bother me in the stingray. Oh, I will, I will not get feet. near a stingray. I'll tell you that much. Won't do it. Is that for your boy That's Steve? That's my boy Steve, man. They killed Steve Irwin. It's not yeah. even that, like, I think Steve Irwin would not want me to be around stingrays. It's just like, you took one of my favorite people out of this world. Like, we should probably leave you guys alone. He died a hero. He did. He has, like, he was a, clearly the best parent ever. Because his kids. To these kids. Like, it, but, don't seem to be capitalizing. Like, I think they are obviously capitalizing on who their father was. But I feel but, like, they, no smugness or anything when, when when Robert Irwin is like, I love my dad. I don't know how to do the, oh gosh, give me an Aussie accent. Oh God, if you hadn't have said it. I know. But yeah, it's, no, it, it's not like, it's not like <laughs> Benny Irwin's on like MTV's Real Housewives of Sydney, Australia. Right. <laughs> Sydney, Australia. Like this she's, they, they, they have a new show out. Uh, I don't know if it's come out or not. I'm sure it has by this point. I've seen enough previews. It is. It's on Animal Planet. Yeah. Where they, they like live at the Australia Zoo. Yeah. And like, and they, they know like all the animals and they care that's for them. That's so and... rad. Like, yeah, I don't know. They just seem like such good kids and they're, they're, they're completely wholesome in, in their personality. I mean, they, they may be like different behind closed doors. I have no idea. I don't want to know. But I don't think they I don't are. think they are. But they 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 have done an impeccable job at probably capitalizing, but without you feeling like they're capitalizing and also just continuing to spread their father's goodwill toward animals. Right. They used the platform they had and they used it in an effective way. Right. Absolutely. They, they, they were given, you know, Steve Irwin's name and they've taken the reins with pride and they are doing a wonderful job toward continuing because a long time for a long time that, you know, we didn't have the crocodile hunter anymore. You know, we didn't have somebody teaching kids about animals. Right. Uh, we had the wild crats. Thank you very much. Who? The wild crats. Never heard of them. They teach kids about animals. Well, that's neat. I'm sure they're pretty nice people. They are. They definitely so are. The Prince's Bride. Did you like it? Yeah. 
It's a one. It's definitely a one. I think it's such an interesting film. I like. I'm I'm so blown away by how they were able to break so many rules and still make an excellent movie. Like I think the costumes are so frustrating. I think they all look so cheap and dumb. But that's just like you just accept it as part of the experience. Right, 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 right. For sure. Even like, and I know it mostly probably went to salaries, but like I'm sitting here going, where did they put $16 million? Oh yeah, none of it looks like $16 million. Like it looks better than Holy Grail, but a little bit. Yeah, not much better than Holy Grail. Not $16 million better. Because Holy Grail was like 30 bucks, right? It was 500000 So not $15.5 million more. Right. Like if you were to make this film today, this would have been filmed in this quality would have been like, how can you make a movie with $5,000? Right, 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 right. For sure. Like how how can you make a passable sword and sorcery comedy on an iPhone? Right. And, you know, I mean, obviously you wouldn't shoot it with an iPhone. That's not feasible. Like, I don't care how many gimbals you have. Like, you can't shoot a movie on an iPhone. Somebody just shot a movie on an iPhone. I'm sure they did. I'm sure I'm going to get a, a reply comment that's like, here's a link to the movie shot on an iPhone. And it probably looks amazing. Yeah, because they're professional filmmakers. Yeah, because it, it, like, that's the number one thing with photography. Like, you watch people's photography videos, like how to do photography. It's like 99% of photography is your eyes and your brain. 1% of photography is your camera. It is, but it's like, I get that. But I think if you're going to start photography, like digital photography, your iPhone is a great resource, but it would just get like a, Re a Canon Rebel. Yeah, the st step one to, to starting photography is buy a DSLR. Right. Like, like yes, you will learn how to take better pictures with your iPhone. Although... But even just holding the camera looking thing is going to make you better yeah. at it. The uh, Despite being a point and shoot, the Canon G7X Mark II power shot takes a pretty good photo. It's not a DSLR though. No, it's not. It's a point and shoot. I just said that. I know. I've got my rebel. Uh, was right here. Did you steal it? No. I know you're kind of a klepto. I am, but I'm not gonna steal your camera. I don't know where it is. I'm not gonna. I'm not a. I'm not a camera stealer. I'm like a tchotchke stealer. What's a tchotchke? Like a, a like a pop figure. You would steal my pop figures. A knickknack. Yeah. You would steal my pop figures. Yeah, or like a keychain. I would give them back. So you, you would steal my pop figures. Is what you're yeah, to absolutely. Me. Again, I would give them back. Interesting. You wouldn't give my uh, Drax back. You gave it to me. Well, would we say gave yes. it to you? Merry Christmas, Ethan. That was your Christmas gift. This year <laughs> i think that was last year it's every year it's the gift that, <laughs> the keeps, gift on that keeps on being given giving. the drax that keeps on draxing yes drax is around here somewhere i think he's dirty Ew. i have dirty cups all over this room who am i kidding ethan can't see cups I can't see cups. You're correct. Ethan doesn't know where, where cups I, are. I can't. It's like, like the weirdest. Yeah. It's like a, it's a, no, it was a wild uh, phenomenon. It was wild. Like I would like, you know, if, if you leave me alone to my own devices in an apartment <laughs> by myself for a week, I will get myself 35 different drinks in 35 different cups yeah. and they will all <laughs> go on the same table and I will not notice them. And then somebody will come home and be like, what are all these cups? And they just start to materialize cups. It's like a magic trick. They'll pick up a cup off the table and it just wasn't there beforehand. <laughs> But it just was, Ethan. Do you have any 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 hot takes about Princess Bride? You know, if you wanted to dive deep into a review here, what do you have to say about this film? I think this is a solid, like, this is a solid intro into, like, satirical comedy for somebody who, who wants to watch those kind of movies. Because sometimes you get a movie that hits it too hard for your average Joe filmmaker or film watcher. Like, I know there are plenty yes. of people who don't find Caddyshack funny. Mm, those people are wrong. Correct, but it's because it's just a lot to take in. It's a lot to handle. It's a lot being done. It's the same way with, like, all the Mel Brooks movies like Blazing Saddles and Spaceballs. This is like a... Spaceballs is hilarious. This is a more mild version of that of that doesn't require you to have seen something else. Right. Like, for Spaceballs to be funny, you really need to have at least had an idea of Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars is the big one. Like, you don't really need the Battlestar Galactic, Planet of the Apes, uh, Star Trek sort of references. You need Star Wars. Yeah, you need Star Wars. You need to know who Yogurt is. You need to know about the Schwartz. 
The Schwartz. His Schwartz is as big as mine. Yeah, you got to know about Lord Helmet. Oh my um, gosh, I love space. And it's the same with yeah, Blazing Saddles. Like you have to be familiar with the the tropes of a western. See, that's where I think Blazing Saddles would lose me because I'm not a big western guy. I mean, I like Star Wars, but that's not a traditional western. Did you just say Star Wars is a western? Yeah, Star Wars is not a western. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No, Star Wars is not a western. Mm-hmm. Good guy fight bad guy. <laughs> it's more of a western than that. Anyway, but I mean, you can get you you've you've you know you're familiar enough with the, the you know the gunfighter mentality to get blazing saddles with the cigars. But this movie asks nothing of you. No, it doesn't. It, it's it's its own trope. Right. That's the thing. Is like it sets you up with the like. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Right. And there are th- like there are jokes that are funny, but they're not necessarily callbacks to anything. Like you know, like the rhyming. Yeah. And you can find the fact that he doesn't trust Inigo because he's a Spaniard funny without having any, like, idea of, like, Spanish-British relations. Right. He's like, I give you my word as a Spaniard. No, not good enough. Because <laughs> he was a pirate. So this is a very, yeah, this is a very good intro to satirical comedy because it's a satire of just, like, a whole idea as opposed to, like, specific movies, specific things. Now, do you think that there is uh, any sort of, like, deeper theory or meaning that we can ascertain from this film? I'm sure somebody has, but I wouldn't even know where to begin. This movie is pretty, seems to be pretty straightforward. It is a very simple plot. I love the, the, the obvious voiceover scenes where, like, there's no way they pinned a mic to this guy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> or, like, had a boom anywhere near him. Yeah. As you will. Yeah, and they're not very well masked. <laughs> right. Like, the, the, that's the whole beauty behind this movie is is it is it like they clearly didn't try very hard but there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that i'll tell you one thing i'm not a i haven't read as much fiction as i would like to say that i have and this movie does a good job of bringing to life elements of fiction stories that i oftentimes think about and i'm like this just would not work as a movie this is this this doesn't sound interesting at all in in what way expound on that like uh the fire swamps like you know we kind of just accept that because it's part of princess bride and we we love this movie and the rats of unusual size and stuff but that is an element of like if i were reading it in a book i would be like "Mm, i don't know about all that and even on the on the film on the screen i was like the fire swamp kind of silly that's kind of a silly thing you got going on there i'll tell you this movie did make me think that quicksand was going to be a bigger problem in my life oh my gosh 100 percent. between like this and like indiana jones i was like oh, i'm gonna have to deal with lightning sand all the time i've never once come across quicksand in suburban america or at the beach i've come closer to quicksand at the beach like when you stand in a hole in the ocean and the tide comes out and then all of a sudden you're like a lot deeper in the hole than you were yeah but even that like well yeah you <laughs> step right out of it but it is right. like a mildly alarming feeling sometimes no i'm not alarmed where, at like all. all of a sudden the, the the sand's like halfway up your shins you're like this is not where i was before this this is a this I, is a i'm gradually sensation. lowering myself into the ground right now but if you stood there all day do you think that you would end up like under the ground i have no idea I would love to have somebody else find that out for me. If you, yeah, like if, I mean, like, there are posts and stuff in the sand that don't end up underground. I don't know how it works. Or maybe they do. I, I don't. I don't, uh, maybe they I don't do. Have a clue. I don't know how sand works. I hate sand. It's rough and it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not by any means a sand expert or like what a about- beach engineer either like no you're not a big beach engineer guy no. i wouldn't know the first thing about building a pier i'll be like yeah you're gonna need wood you need a lot of wood <laughs> you need treated wood sir man i couldn't tell i you. wouldn't know the first thing about building a pier you about like you having a pier wouldn't have any sort of longevity i'll be like let me tell you you need a you need some wood and you need a, a man-made ferris wheel because i promise you that piers might not sink into the ground but if you had me build a pier it would absolutely it would, sink. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It would get eaten by a shark. <laughs> a whole shark. <laughs> yeah. It would just... Um, that, that would be my luck, though. That's just how life is, Ethan. It'd be like that sometimes. Everything I love is eaten by a shark. <laughs> 
That's your quote of the day right there. <laughs> oh, I opened Discord. That was bad. Bad idea. Don't do that, Ethan. Why? Because now I'm not going to pay attention. Oh, because you're, you're sucked in Discord yeah, world. Yeah, people were. Fun fact, last night I was editing the episode that went up today, and I just mm-hmm. sat here and bobbled Thor's head for like 20 minutes. <laughs> just like... Ooh. Bobble, 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 bobble. Do you know what the best top bobbleheads were? Were those uh, those dogs that you'd get to put into your truck or whatever, and then they would bobble forever. Where their head was on like a Rube Goldberg lever? Yeah, yeah. those are the best. I think about that every day. Well, get you one, man. Get, get you one. got get you some. got truck. You can get one of them for truck. I do have a truck. I don't think I want it. Though. I had in like a, I think it was like an Imter Secret Santa that I participated in. Somebody sent me as part of my gift like a uh, dashboard hula girl. Nice. And it was sitting on the dashboard of the camera and it was driving. And I didn't have it stuck down because it was just like kind of stood there for a while. And so I didn't think it was gonna be a problem. And it fell at one point while Kate and I were driving the car. And she went to try to catch it and instead just like smashed it into the dashboard. (laughs) (laughs) Smashed it into the what? Into the dashboard. It like destroyed it? Yeah, it just broke the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) And what she explained it as was she was trying to catch it. But it looked like she just like kamehameha it into the (laughs) dashboard. (laughs) Huh? Okay. Yeah, she just like Bruce Lee did, just like pop. <coughs> I was like, yo, what did you do that for? I'll tell you, that's something you may or may not know about me, is that there's like a subconscious need in my brain to like destroy things. Oh, God. It's like every, every now and then I'll be holding like a cup or whatever, and something in my brain will be just like, just throw it at the window, see what happens. <laughs> What? Yeah, I just I'll be holding something and 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 there's like a subconscious thing that's just like smash it, smash it against something, drop it on the ground, like really hard. Do you do it? No. Okay. Obviously not. I'm not just gonna like yeet my cups against the wall. <laughs> I remember I was in an argument with my mother one time, and this was around the time in our lives when we were solving Rubik's cubes. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one on the counter, and I was getting heated. I've never like broken anything or hit anybody because I was arguing or anything like that. But I picked up the cube off the table and slammed it back down, and it shattered in the most satisfying way i think anything has ever <laughs> shattered ever like because you know it's it's you've taken them apart before where it's the like 25 pieces or whatever yeah attached to the centerpiece yeah and they all just like every single piece just that's great went everywhere it was awesome it was the greatest feeling i mean it was awful i didn't like fighting with my mom but one time when i was in college or just after college i had these um like plastic plates from big lots mm-hmm. that weren't supposed to be microwaved uh-huh. And my roommate at the time didn't know they weren't supposed to be microwaved, so he'd been microwaving them. Oh, no. And one time, I dropped the plate, like, from, like, plate-carrying level onto to... shag carpet, right? Right. Like, this, this apartment, you could ask Kate about this. She can attest to this. This apartment had thick carpet. Right. And so you would think the plate would just, like, kind of bounce, maybe. No. It shattered into, like, a billion pieces. Oh, no. It just exploded. How did you clean it? I'd va- I had to, like, go, like, put shoes on and vacuum it up. Oh, they my were gosh. everywhere. Like, it took me 45 minutes to clean this plate fragments up. It just, like, it shattered. It's like, you see that video of the dude that's like, you know how Corel bowls aren't breakable, and then he just slams it on the floor and it breaks into a billion pieces? <laughs> <laughs> I do know And at that. the end, he's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it does break. It, it, it broke because he like had just run hot water on it or something. That was what they people ended up figuring out about it. Oh, but yeah, I just this plate just 
shattered. My roommate walks out. He's like, did you just throw that? And I was like, no, I just dropped it. And he goes, and it broke like that? Okay, man. <laughs> anyway, The Princess Bride. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Yeah, let's do it. So this is a great movie. I love this movie. I, I know th that we've had trouble a little bit talking on this episode about this movie. It's just, it's a pretty straightforward movie. It is. It's pretty straightforward. It's excellent. Ex it's extremely quotable. It's it's just a wonderful thing all around. Right. And I'm glad we've got it. If nothing else, we get to rank it. Yeah, but you need to watch this movie. Like, if you haven't seen it, it's worth watching. It is It is a just a genuinely good time. But we do need to rank it. Yeah. Yes. Now, what are we ranking it against? This year's movies. I know. I, I'm trying. I'm asking oh. you what movies that is. Oh, God. I don't know. I never made the list. Um, uh, Is it better than the Toy Story movies? That's a tough call for me. I'm going to say no. I would agree. I think it is very, very good. But I think there's an important distinction to be made. Like, this is very good for a lot of great, classic, good reasons. But it's not... It's not the timeless classic that Toy Story is. It's a fairly timeless classic, though. I think it, it ranks above Miracle. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, there we go. So it's not better than Toy Story 1, but it is better than Miracle. There we go. I that don't think there's anything in between those. I don't think so either. There's a bunch of, like, really awful films, like Fantastic Beasts and Venom. And Venom. God. I'm Eddie Brock. Y yeah. Uh, why did Venom, like, pop off his back? I don't know. Because Venom's a butterfly. Did you watch the video? No. I watched the first few minutes. Uh, anyway, cool. So not as good as Toy Story, but better than Miracle. Um... Lord Humperdinck, Prince Humperdinck is a villain, I guess. Is he? Lord Brogan, whatever his name is. Sure. Yeah, I'll take it. One of, I don't know, pretty crappy villain. Yeah, he's not Achieve that almost nothing. Think, he is funny, though. I think that's, you know, he's, I think that's worth, worth mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like all of his, all the lines are funny. Yeah, pretty much. All right. If it's a breakfast food, what sort of food is it? Keep it's it's a timeless classic. It's not. I think I think we're looking at a. I mean, to me, this is pretty obvious. This is like a sausage egg and cheese biscuit from McDonald's. I would call that a a timeless classic. Honestly, in this context, better than its bacon counterpart. Okay, I, I can get with that. I can jive with that. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think the problem with that is that I think a sausage egg and cheese biscuit from McDonald's is the most disgusting thing on earth. Really? Uh, McDonald's breakfast. Just uh, the I thought of it. I'm thinking about it right. Sausage and cheese biscuit right now. I'm thinking about it right now. I'm, I feel like I'm. About I'm thinking to about up. getting one on the way to meet. So you it might be like a Cajun fillet biscuit from Bojangles. Nah, it's not spicy. It is not spicy. What about a? You know what? I like our original. Yeah, answer. I'm with that. And I could go for a sausage egg and cheese biscuit right now. God no. Oh, sounds so good. Oh god. Yuck. Yuck, indeed. All right, Yokes. Well, you asked for it, and we gave it to you. The Princess Bride. Uh, this is a good time. I love this movie. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad you guys picked it. Uh, this has been a fun little experience with doing a Listener's Choice episode. I hope you enjoyed our episode on it. As always, you can reach us at our social media links down below. Tyler's at AmeriCarlin on Instagram and Twitter. And I am at BaconEthan on Instagram and at WowNow on Twitter. I guess I could probably change that one way or the other. But yeah. Uh, and we at the podcast are at Bacon and Eggs Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, our new music is by Andy Bell. And it's so good. It is so good. Thank you so much, Andy. He can be contacted at the link in our description. Yep. And our graphics are still by Vishon, who is Graphite VMB on Instagram. And if you want to buy merch, you can go down below. It's uh, like teespring.com slash stores slash bacon dash and dash eggs. And uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. And if you want to join the super secret Facebook group, there's a link there. But that's like facebook.com slash groups slash join slash. Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> that's not a concise little link there. Um, so go ahead and do all that things. Smash that mother heckin' like button if you enjoyed this episode. And until next week, I've been Ethan Etchill. He's Vitaly Carlin. And until next week, Arriva Dirty. As you will.